what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, December 14th, 2023. And one of your hosts, Blessing, Adelia Jr. Joining me is LaCroix Poppy himself, a.k.a. Tim Mabuggin Gettys. Making my return. The return. The kind of Funny Games Daily stage. I haven't seen you in like over a week, it feels like. Yeah, I feel like it's been a, it's been a while. Yeah. Right? You, you, went, what, what you went down to L.A. I got a little cold. Uh... And so I've been like trying to rock that off. But I'm, I'm back. I'm feeling good. Now I'm in that like... That that post cold feeling where yeah. I'm just like I feel drippy. You know I feel what I mean? that. Yeah, you don't As feel a clean. Person. Uh, but yeah, but Barry made this joke earlier. But now I need to. Speaking of drip, though, mm-hmm. what's going on oh here? Oh my god! Let me, what's let me going tell on? you. Let me tell you. This Tekken Eight jacket mm-hmm. I got from the Tekken preview event. Yeah. And there's, I mean, Bandai Namco. They've done this new thing now where I don't know if it's new, but like <laughs> they apparently they just have jackets for every preview event. So like the last one I went to was Armored Core, mm-hmm. and I came back with an Armored Core jacket that I love and adore. This Tekken Eight bomber jacket is probably my favorite bomber jacket that I own now. We got it. We got to so keep sending you. It's so fucking cool. Yeah, Bandai, please send me to every Bandai Namco preview event. Does Bandai Namco make the uh, uh, Dragon Ball? Yes. Senkaichi games. Uh, you know, I believe so. Because I mean, hey, yeah. that's a jacket <laughs> if you I need. Come back with a with a Dragon Ball Sparking Zero bomber jacket, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be acting different. You, like you definitely I'm gonna will. be walking into the studio different. Yeah. Like my whole swag is gonna change based off of that. I can't wait. I'll become in the presence of you. Insufferable. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm like Sparking snake. Sparking Zero Publishers, Namco Bandai. Boom, motherfuckers! Namco me? Bandai. That's what it says on the thing. Is Namco that what they are now? Yeah. Did they change? Did they change back? again? Because yeah, didn't they change already? Well, they changed many moons ago to Bandai Namco. I don't Hold know. On. If I go to the... No, the website, their official website says Bandai Namco. Okay. It was yeah, just a thing right. on Google that said Namco Bandai. So I don't know what that's about. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm back. Good. I'm all dripped out. This this chain that I'm rocking, which is a new chain for me also, is one that I got for the Game Awards. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and I love it. It's very shiny. Yeah. I like that. Thank you. Appreciate it. Cool. Also, I respect the pink bomber jacket as I'm always. pink boy. I do pink great. things. Tim, enough about all that. How's for you, Barrett? Let's... <laughs> Wait, what did you say? I swinged to the camera. Okay, <laughs> it was go. like perfectly timed. But it was also just, I'm a pink boy. I do pink things. <laughs> oh, no, man. That's what pink boys do. It's you a do Thursday. Pink yeah. Good for Billy. Hey, he's, he's drippy. You know, what, what do you expect from Tim Geddes on a Thursday? Uh, today's stories include A24 is making a Death Stranding movie, possibly more wow. God of War stories to come, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show head to kindoffunny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kindoffunny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content housekeeping for you a new kind of funny x cast is up about Xbox at the Game Awards. You can go check that out. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Also, look at Gary wearing this festive um, uh, Christmas sweater. Is that Astrobot? What is, no. Uh, that's Fall Guys. Fall, Fall Guys. Yeah. Damn. Tim might be right about the Astrobot design. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was straight up like, Fucking oh, that's, that's the boy. <laughs> that's the boy. <laughs> Don't um, give in to Tim's hate, bless Hey, man. Look, no, I, I for one love the Astrobot design. But it, it is, though, like, it's the fact that Astrobot does cute things. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, he be Carlton dancing. Why well, like he, that? He'd be dressing up as Aloy, you know, like he cool, cute, yeah. But Tim's over here just hating on the design. I won't stand for that. I don't like it. I Messed do not up. like it. You know what I did like yesterday's episode of Games Daily? 
Yeah. I think everyone should go go listen to that if you haven't With already. Tam and Andy. Oh, that one was okay. That one was okay. <laughs> Two days ago, when it was you and Greg. Oh, no, yes. jokes! I haven't listened to the and anyone. I'm sure it was great. And he hosted for the first time. That's really Which, exciting. I don't think that was the first time. He's such a fuck. Yeah, no, I remember during pandemic. I think I was sick, or my mm. no, I think my. There was also a KFAF uh, takeover game. Yeah, where once. he hosted with Nick. Yeah. Well, and I also remember, yeah, my like, my internet cutting out and him, him having a it's host so with Greg. it's so infrequent that any time he hosts, it is the first time. You know. We should keep that going. There's a good there was a good energy yesterday. It was also uh my first day back in office uh for for the entire week because I was at home editing stuff. And so because of that, of course, a bunch of technical things are like going wrong. So then like Andy and uh, Tam are just like sitting there for a while, and then we had to like <laughs> then we started games daily, and then we had to restart games daily a few minutes in. It was a whole fucking vibe, but mm. uh I, I think that made for a fun episode between them. Can well, I, that can, I, can I call out this too. chat that says I don't know we're not supposed to pay attention to the haters, but I'm doing it. Uh-oh, Blessing is hosting. Hopefully he reads more than the headlines. What does that mean? I'm going to bite my tongue for how angry that makes me. We, let's just move on. I feel I, like I, we I, read sometimes too much on the show, but we do it just so we have all Bless, the info out there. I've only ever heard you read headlines and never any news stories on this show. I put together, every episode of this show is put together by me. Read more. I don't know. Fucking don't read fucking more. Tell you. Read a fucking God book, dude. It. God dang it. Um, but yeah, no, I, for me, that episode of Games Daily on Tuesday, probably one of my favorite episodes ever. It was great. It was, like, it was one of those ones where the, the topic of conversation was so meaty that it had to take up the full episode, right? Like, we were on story number one for the first full hour of the show, so much so that we cut an ad break in the middle and just continued talking about it. And it was like, you know, we spammed the... Spammed. We ran the... Um, yeah, ran the game. Yeah, yeah, we did that about you know game um, E three dying, what E three means, the Jeff Keighley of it all, and also like how that kind of um, leans into the game awards and the status of it all. Um, what did you think of that episode? I'm not going to talk to you about this topic. The, the episode of Games Daily. Yeah. Okay, incredible. I thought you guys did great. I love that there's different perspectives, and I, I think that that's just really what this comes down to is like at the end of the day, it's all just opinions about this stuff because sure. that's what we're talking about. There is no award show that actually works for everybody because what everybody expects and wants out of an award show is going to be different. And uh, one what one person wanting every single speech to be 10 minutes and everyone to get that and have their moments. Uh, so many people don't want that at all. They'd rather just have this or just have that. And with the state of the games industry of what the games industry is and always has been is different than the other industries. So there's overlap. There is similarities, but games are the only thing that have advertisements the way that they do. And mm -hmm. like we don't get movie trailer E3s, you know, mm -hmm. there's like CinemaCon, there's things like that, that maybe a, uh, a studio will come forth and yeah. like show a slate. There's like something. Marvel at Comic-Con sometimes. Yeah. But, but even then though, like, com like all of that is that's, it's different, right? Like, sure. I feel like it's very rare that you get like a, a um, press conference type thing. Of yeah. Like, hey, Whereas, here's, here's a bunch of trailers. And I mean, we can use Marvel as an example, but really they've done that like four or five times ever. Mm. Like, and they're like the only example, right? Whereas games, how many showcases are there a, a year, year? You know. Um, so anyway, I, I think that it that it's very very nuanced. But I, I tweeted out uh, about the conversation of all this, where it's just like, like everyone has opinions on all this stuff. It's the same thing as like, look at our MCU ranking list. It's a goddamn disaster. But that's what it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that, it's a group of people giving their opinions, and then when you take a group of people's opinions, it turns into a new opinion, and then I have opinions on that. But guess what? It's totally valid because it represents the group of people that. <laughs> Voted. 1000%. Yeah. Go check out Tuesday's episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily if you want to hear our opinions and form your opinion about our opinions. <laughs> uh, 
we got a new kind of funny podcast up where Greg Miller picks a fight with God. Uh, that's up over on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Ah, classic Greg. Uh, a new kind of feudy poll is up right now. You can find it on my Twitter uh, and fill it out if you want to help determine the answers on a future kind of funny trivia game. It's also up on Patreon, I believe, for everybody on Patreon. If you want to, if you don't have Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it, uh, and you want to go find it there, uh, you can find the poll, fill it out, and yeah, help determine the answers. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Jackson Hampton and Lainey Twining. Today we're about to, brought to you by Xreal, Zbiotics, and BetterHelp. But we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one. A God of War Ragnarok dev teases there's more story to come after Valhalla DLC credits rolls. Uh, this is Wesley Yinpool at IGN. And don't worry, we won't have Valhalla spoilers because I, for one, have not finished Valhalla. <laughs> and so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, as players battle their way through the just-released God of War Ragnarok DLC, one of its developers has teased there's more to come from the story after the credits roll. The Valhalla DLC adds a roguelike mode to Sony Santa Monica's uh, hugely popular action-adventure, but it also contains a surprising amount of story, which was the focus of senior writer Orion Walker's post on X slash Twitter that certainly set the cat among the pigeons within the God of War community. Thank you for phrasing it that way. I, I love that phrase, because it always comes out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> you know? but like, it's so visual. And, like, nobody ever says that phrase, like, in casual conversation. Yeah, I only ever read it. That's a writing-ass writing thing. Yeah, that's, like, something that's just, like, I'm putting, I'm putting pen to paper. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, and I, can, I need a good phrase here. Send the cat among the pigeons. Uh, quote, you really think the credits are the end of the story? Question mark. Walker asked. Come on. Come on now. Uh, what's Walker teasing here? IGN won't include Valhalla spoilers here, but it's worth noting the DLC serves as an epilogue to the events of God of War Ragnarok, and it seems the DLC's credits are worth soldiering through too. Some fans are taking Walker's comments as a fun hint at a third God of War uh, game in, the latest, in this latest uh, version of the series. Tim? Have you gotten a chance to pick up Valhalla yet? I have not because the Pokemon Teal Mask or Indigo Disc DLC drop. What's wrong so with I've you? I've been playing that. Uh, yeah, no, haven't got to play this yet. Very, very excited. Um, when it was first announced, I was like, oh my God, we're getting God of War DLC. This is incredible. Mm -hmm. And then by the time the trailer ended, it was like, okay, it's just a mode. Mm -hmm. I'm less excited. I want to give this a shot, but I'm less excited. Seeing all the tweets and people playing it now and be yeah. like, no 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 no, 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 no. This is real shit. I'm like, this is kind of best case scenario. Like a roguelike mode in God of War with new story. Yeah. Let's yeah. go, baby. I that have, sounds awesome. I can't wait to get my hands on that. I have so much, so many opinions on it. Um, mostly good opinions, mostly exciting stuff of like, you know, I'm we're doing our God of War Ragnarok Valhalla, either review or impressions. I don't know where Greg's at with it, but we're doing that as a PSLW that we're gonna record later today. Uh, so I'm gonna try to save some of my impressions for that. But what makes me happy and excited about this mode, and after playing through it, I put in about uh, four to five hours into it so far, and that was mainly just yesterday of me just sitting and playing through a lot of it. Um, what I really appreciate about it, and what I appreciate about what we've been getting a lot lately out of DLC drops slash modes is that they stick with they for me they've stuck with me and they've been um more worthwhile than just hey here's an extra four hours of dlc slash story right like for me i go back to something like ghost of shima legends which was a multiplayer mode that was added in into that game months later that was here's a bunch of co-op missions here's a raid here's a bunch of like other stuff that you can do and it felt substantial enough to almost feel like its own game and i think back in the day in earlier eras that 
probably would have been its own game that a lot of people would have ignored because it is okay well oh they're dropping a ghost of Tsushima thing and it's multiplayer but it's like the same exact mechanics all right cool like that's like a ps2 era thing to do of like dropping another game that's basically the same game but a different version of it i like that you know for that one it was hey it's free hey it's part of the main experience and you can get into it and have fun with it and god of war valhalla is a similar thing of hey this is this is a free different mode that as i'm playing through it i'm like this could be its own full game like you could maybe drop this as a standalone thing for 30 bucks and it would make sense but i think where we're at with video games and where we're at with like expanding on games right and expanding on content and especially like them putting out a game that is working off of all the same mechanics as god of war um ragnarok it feels like such a above and beyond thing to go we are creating this mode that is a different genre right it is roguelite it is you going through over and over again it is you getting the upgrades it is you slowly making this uh, slowly upgrading kratos to then get to a point and then start over and do it all again um but at the same time we're giving you a story that for many people and i imagine for a lot of god of war fans is gonna feel like a wow like i can't believe you're just giving this to us um God, i've been best news ever yeah i've been blown away so far by the story and i don't want to and i don't want to say much about it maybe we'll get into a deeper mps love you but it is like a wow like i wouldn't have expected i guess i could have expected this because like they've just been in the riding bag for the last couple of games but for what they're doing with this dlc and it being a free thing i'm like dang like this is really good this is really cool and this is really fresh um and you know to the point that's being made by orion walker here right the 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 dev uh, one of the devs here behind god will ragnarok on uh, on the writing um yeah like i wonder what this means in terms of what more we're getting because again i've not finished it so i don't know what the ending stamp is i feel like i, I for me i read this and i go well and plenty of roguelites that you play you quote unquote finish the roguelite and then what do they what do they do they're like hey go back in for more story and more details so i wouldn't be surprised if there's like if he's alluding to maybe after you roll credits there's some more hidden story that you can find in the dlc but i also think the the chance of i don't know a god of war 3 mm -hmm. or a god of war like you know sequel or follow-up i you expect that right oh yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely i i'm just so shocked that like this is the rollout that it seems to be this damn good and that it was free and such a surprise like we expected god of war dlc i think all of us predicted it would be uh announced at the game awards but mm -hmm. i don't think any of us would have predicted it was free i don't think any of us would have predicted it was a roguelike like i think yeah. that like what what they did and and let alone with story elements and all of that like this is damn cool and especially with uh last of us part two coming out uh next month right I yeah think. next month next month with the no return mode uh it's just very interesting to look at playstation studios the last the ps5 generation really um and end of ps4 like where there was that transition period and to look at ghost of tsushima and legends and how they did that uh and to look at how they're supporting their big titles um with horizon forbidden west getting the burning shores actual dlc yeah. pack i just think it's cool that they're not treating it like a one-size-fits-all like they're they're yeah. experimenting with like different verticals of follow-up content for their games um and i'm really interested in what's spider-man gonna do like what's insomniac yeah. gonna gonna have planned for for spider-man 2's expansion are they going to is it going to just be a a dlc pack of like multiple DLCs, like um, the city that never sleeps, yeah. or is it going to just be one standalone thing, or is it going to be a different mode, uh, kind of like we're getting with Valhalla? Like, I'm just interested that they they seem to have the flexibility to try to do stuff, and it so far have everything I've named has been successes. Yeah, and like I think for me, I going back to the top to the top of my statement, 
of me like really enjoying it being a different mode scenario than like even a standalone DLC because I think those the standalone stuff can be exciting like I think about Last of Us Left Behind all the time and how good that was um but for me in the mod in like I guess the current era of games the God War Valhalla is going to stick with me like so far in this experience this is something that I story-wise I'm going to think about going forward but then also it's a mode that I could see myself coming back to you because it is inherently different from what we get out of the single player stuff, right? Uh, I would say the same thing with Ghost of Legends when that dropped. That hit in a, in a different way than just single player Ghost because it's practically a different game. I, and I, Burning Shores and Iki Island with Ghost of Shima, both really, really great expansions to those games. Those don't stick with me as much. And I think for me, it is the- I feel like you talk about Legends all the time. No, well, no, Legends, oh, Legends is great. No, I'm oh, talking gotcha, about Ikeon, gotcha. Ikeon, yeah, yeah, yeah. which okay, is like the different yeah. like you know area and like the different story thing, right? Those I don't think about as much, and I think that's more so for the thing of, I it's more of the same. Like it's more I am I when I play through these main story games, right? When I play through the Ghost of Shima single player mode, when I play through the uh, what was the other one I just mentioned? When I play through these story modes for the for these games, right? I am Horizon. getting Horizon. Thank you. I'm kind of getting that arc already of progression story, like. You know the, the mechanics like understanding what they are learning how to work with the um with these move sets and all that stuff i'm getting that arc out of a main game over the course of for those for those games right 20 30 40 hours and so when you drop a dlc that's six hours more of the same sort of flow it's harder for it to stick with me even though like i think i the horizon burning shore is like boss fight toward the end i really liked right and like the Iki island the trippy stuff that happens there i liked right but with Valhalla and with Legends and with No Return and even with like the seafood challenge rooms and like mm -hmm. the list goes on of different ways to twist your main gameplay into a, into a different thing. For me, it makes it way worthwhile. Like the Hitman freelancer mode is another one where I, I, I'm going to go back to that forever, right? Because it is a different way of looking at it. And it is like the roguelite thing of, oh, I can just play this at any time and enjoy myself. Yeah. I really like the fact that developers and studios are figuring out what are different ways to do this that aren't just story expansions because I think those are those are cool oftentimes right but i like this like the, I, for me as somebody who is i'm almost more gameplay driven than story driven at times i like the idea of a different way to play these games and so i'm a fan of it i love it yeah it, it's interesting having just played uh the dlc one of two for final fantasy 16 the fallen echoes of the fallen yeah mm -hmm. um and it it is classic exactly what you were just explaining which is like all right cool we played through the 50 hour campaign of this game we were so embedded in it we all loved it so much fun, bosses, story, everything. I'm I'm dialed in. Jumping back into that world, it takes a second for you to be like, I do not remember these controls. Like, how? what am I even doing here? How do I get my combos right? All that. It does eventually click, but I loved it. I had such a great time with it, and I would appreciate even more, and I can't believe we're getting more. Mm -hmm. um, but it is kind of like, all right, cool. It's hard to kind of rectify fitting this into the experience I had six months ago, uh, where it's like, this. it does just kind of feel like, here's just more. And more is yeah. not always better, even though I really, really enjoyed it. It's like, it's just a funny thing, but I, I'm with you that like, it's hard, if not impossible to come out with like a DLC pack that is just more of the exact same thing when it's like so removed from the experience that you have of yeah. having that arc of playing. And that's my thing is like that when you do that, it has to hit. I think left behind hit, right? I think I didn't play Undead Nightmare, but I know Undead Nightmare hit for people, but that's also like a zombie thing, that's right? Different. Like yeah. that's so different from what you get out of, um you know standard red dead and so yeah i love how they're exploring this i also do want to give a shout out to like you know i know with roguelites right it's either you love them or you hate them um but like i feel like a lot of what we're seeing lately with roguelites has been maybe like 
I'm going to acknowledge that roguelites have, you know, been around forever. I made a whole video essay about roguelites. I think you can probably point to Hades and go, oh, Hades is where people really open their eyes and went, oh, fuck, like, we need to do some stuff like this. And, like, playing God of War Valhalla, I know it's very direct because, you know, Greek mythology, Kratos, all that stuff. And so it's very easy to pull that um, connection. But I think the connection there is there of, like, yo, Hades comes out and people on the mainstream level are falling in love with the roguelites, right? Like we had Dead Cells before, we had Rogue Legacy before, we had so many, we had Blood, um, Binding of Isaac before, right? So many roguelites. But I think now we're starting to see it even more on the AAA level because of something like Hades coming through and having so much success. And it makes me excited because I think a lot of these studios are learning the right thing, um, especially God of War, especially Sony Santa Monica with how they're doing Valhalla and how story infused it is. It feels like they took a lot of inspiration and like learned a lot of things from even just seeing the you're way you're so hyped man this is awesome it. yeah dude, how does this exist how does a Sony Santa Monica like God of War game do this oh that's incredible yeah. and it's free and, it's, and free. it's free also shout out to Returnal I know Returnal probably had a lot of influence for Sony Santa Monica as well um but yeah I can't wait for to hear what you think about very, it very very cool uh for now let's talk about story number two something else that's very very cool A24 is making the Death Stranding movie this is Ryan Leston at IGN <laughs> Say that again. Just read that headline again, Bless. A24 is making the Death Stranding movie. What? Let's What world do we go. live in? A24, the studio behind Academy Award winning films such as Everything Everywhere All at Once, has announced a collaboration with Kojima Productions to adapt Hideo Kojima's Death Stranding into a live action feature film. I'm going to pause there. What was the movie they put out, what, two years ago that was adapted from the Twitter thread about the girl? Cat person. No, it was a girl who went to like Florida. She was a stripper. Oh, Zola. Zola. We saw that together. Oh, did we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That that, that movie was great. I really yeah. liked that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Was... That's what I think about. When I think about A24. <laughs> I know y'all think about everything everywhere. I think about Zola. We don't talk about Zola enough. That movie is fucking great. I think we talk about the exact right amount. <laughs> Zola is great. Uh, here's the official blurb. Quote. The film promises to delve into the mysteries surrounding the apocalyptic event called the Death Stranding, which blurred the lines between life and death and brought forth nightmarish creatures into a world on the brink of collapse, end quote. And here's a quote from Kojima himself, quote, A24 is born into this world about 10 years ago. Their presence is singular within the industry. They are like no other. The film they're delivering to the world are high in quality and very innovative. I've been attracted to their creations and they uh, have even inspired my own, they have even inspired my own work. Their innovative approach to storytelling aligns with what, what Kojima Productions has been doing for the last eight years. Now, we are making a Death Stranding movie together. There are a lot of game adaptation films out there, but what we are creating is not just a direct translation of the game. The intention is that our audience will not only be fans of the games, but our film will be for anyone who loves cinema. We are creating a Death Stranding universe that has never, that has never been seen before. Achievable only through the medium of film, it will be born. End quote. We're creating a Death Stranding universe that's never been seen before, achievable only through the medium of film. It will be born. Let's Bless. Go. We're getting what our does first. That even mean? It means baby, we're getting, baby. We're getting our first Strand film, is what it means. <laughs> we're already, we're t guys, we're already watching the movie. We just don't know it yet. Uh, we're already also, in the movie. It's crazy. It really just hit me in like in the middle of his statement here. What Kojima Productions has been doing for the last eight years. I know. What the fuck. Yeah, 2015. That's not right, right? Yeah, man. That lines yeah. up. That's crazy. Uh, Barrett, can you scroll down a bit? Because we need the people to see that Kojima and A24 have collabed uh, on some merch. I'm this is so, a Death Stranding A24 shirt. I'm so mad that it's sold out. 
because I want this shirt so, so badly. Nah. It's the, for audio listeners, it's the A24 logo, but you have like the Death Stranding, like the little, I guess, what, t- yeah, the strands <laughs> that are like kind of coming down from it. It looks so good. I, I want this so much. I I mean, I'm someone who really enjoyed Death Stranding. I love Death Stranding, actually, to even take it further. And I really like A24 movies as well. Um, I, I am fascinated by what he said here about... Um, the intention is that our audience will not only be fans of the games, but our film is for anyone who loves cinema. And then him also talking about um, it not being a direct translation of the game and for it being for people who love the medium of film. Because I wonder if this is going to be like, all right, we're not talking about um, Sam Porter Bridges. <laughs> we're not talking, I forget how ridiculous some of these names are. We're not talking about Die Hard, man. You know, we're not talking about Mama. We are introducing new characters and we're taking place maybe in a different part of the universe or we're, you know, figuring out a story that is more translatable to film than to games because one of the things that i appreciate about death stranding is how much that game leans into its themes through its gameplay and so you build a bridge in your game and that bridge shows up in somebody else's game right you like people's um structures that they build and like there is this level of connectedness because it's a game that is all about connectedness right and like that speaks so much through the mechanics let alone like the struggle in the feeling of (laughs) <laughs> transporting packages <laughs> across America, right? Bless, hear sound- me out. What's hear up? me out. You spill popcorn in your theater, it spills somewhere else in Whoa. someone else's theater. You, I looked down at my lap and I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't order caramel popcorn. What's going it, on? <laughs> but yeah, like I don't think those are things you can do. I mean, those definitely aren't things you can do in a movie, right? Like you have to figure out the ways in which this world you've created and the story you're trying to tell can be told through a, a film. And I think that part of that is maybe finding a different story, maybe figuring out the universe of it all as opposed to focusing in on Sam Porter Bridges. Really interesting, man. Like yeah. I, I'm so here for it. I was not into Death Stranding. It is it was just a little too open for me. It's very much not a Tim thing. Uh but a uh, twenty four Death Stranding movie, yeah. Day yeah. one, baby. I am so there. That sounds like it can be really special. Sounds like it's gonna be weird as hell. Which A twenty four is good at. Yeah, they, you're, they you're are a Green Knight Sicko. I am. I yeah. definitely am. I love A twenty four. I the the Kojima merch I was talking about there. For anybody interested, it's expensive, but the A24 merch store is simply unrivaled. Mm-hmm. Like they, any movie or any collab they do, they put out incredibly high quality, uh, whether it's like merch, like shirts and stuff, or like vinyl collections. Or like I got the uh, Euphoria season one script collection, and mm-hmm. it is stunning. It is a centerpiece of my living room. Uh, but yeah, no, they do so much great stuff. Huge fan of A24. I feel like they swing and swing and swing. And they miss sometimes, but they hit so often. And I haven't seen every A24 movie, but I've seen a whole bunch of them. And when you see that A24 splash screen, you know you're in for something. Yeah. You know, they've built that identity in, a, in the same way Kojima's built an identity. You put those together, it's going to be kind of damn special, man. I wonder how involved Kojima's going to be. I wonder how involved he even can be with how much he has going on right now, mm-hmm. right? How many, like, yeah, that means busy. M- multiple game projects, more than we've ever known. Uh, Hit Kojima Productions to be working on at one point with Overdose and OD, um, OD and um, Death Stranding, right? Yeah. So add a movie on top of that, whatever else is going on. It's going to be interesting, but I'm excited. Kojima's clearly wanted to make a movie for a very long time. He clearly is a is passionate about film and yeah. cinema. So I and he's living his best is. life. Like he the really fact is. that he's getting to work with A24 yeah. on um, one of his own movies and then also work with Jordan Peele and, and apparently the Avengers on a, a horror game, right? Like that is so exciting. Like good for him. Like shout out to that. But then also, yeah, what is this movie going to be? Like we talk about video game adaptations all the time because now we're in an age where we get Last of Us, we get Mario. Um, 
and metal, sorry if we get thank you we get twisted metal mm-hmm. um but like none of I don't A24 hasn't done a video game adaptation right no because it wouldn't make sense yeah because that wouldn't but make then sense you're like oh wait this makes sense yeah so I like the fact that they look at Death Stranding and go oh this is the kind of thing that fits for us and honestly it is the kind of thing that fits for us right it's weird it he- leans heavy on like its artistic intent and it <laughs> leans into the symbolism and like I think on in my opinion I think Death Stranding tells a very powerful story and has very powerful themes and like you know I think that stuff works. Um, and so I'm very curious and excited to see whether or not it works on the film level. You know, like I think as much as I want this thing to be good and I think it's going to be good, there's also a chance that it's not going to be good. Right. And like, I'm curious to see like what that leads into, right. If that, if, if it comes out and it disappoints or it is fractured, which honestly would be in I mean, line. I think that, I don't think that there's a chance in hell it's not like, like a fractured, I mean, like the, even the game is right. Yeah. I mean, like, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I, I don't think that the, that there's a chance that this movie is just. 100% Everybody's like, below. oh, I love that. Yeah. That's not H24's thing. I mean, you're right. <laughs> you see this trailer for Civil War? I did. What do you think of it? I mean, I'm fucking in. <laughs> it, looked, it, looked, it looks so ridiculous, and I'm also in. And the it's cast also is insane. It, and it also speaks to like A24 is kind of expanding in terms of like the scope and like how heavy, heavy like I think action y their, their films can be. Because I've always looked at them as like the, oh man, they're making the artsy stuff. But then they put out everything everywhere, and that movie is fucking actiony as hell yeah. and yeah this civil war movie almost looks like some it looks like um uh who's this uh, m night Shyamalan and fucking michael bay had a baby <laughs> like it, it, it strikes me as that okay and i'm like all right cool y'all are making something here so good for y'all also didn't know iron claw was a 24 mm-hmm. now i gotta watch that movie oh yeah you seen it yet i haven't seen it yet but i can't wait to watch it kevin and uh, joey uh saw it last night and kevin had a real good time yeah devastating though he said devastating yeah i yeah. can imagine Bear, what kind of American are you? <laughs> what? I mean, the idea it's, it's of, a reference to the Civil War. Of California and Texas being the being ones the that allies? Came, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, there's something going on here. I, I understand that this is not going to be for everybody. And it's like, yo, this feels a little too real and close to home because it absolutely is. But, like, they know that. That's the point. So, like, when you look I, back in history at movies and, like, at the times they came out, it's funny because... You know, we're, we're getting old, less. We're now at the point now mm-hmm. that things are happening around us that's like history in the making that like mm-hmm. when we're little kids, we're not thinking about shit that way. You know what I mean? We're of just course. living our damn lives. Now we're thinking about how things affect the future and the future of future and all that shit, right? Yeah. You will go back and watch movies. We watch a bunch of interview movies that were made in like the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever. And you're just like, oh, damn, these motherfuckers were really saying something oh, yeah. about that time period, about what was going on right then, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> Damn. That's what Civil this is. War, like, this thing is, but like my thing with Civil War is that it's so on the nose in a way that like there's gonna be a twist. There's gonna be a big twist that happens to them. There's gotta be a big twist. I, that I imagine that there will be. It's but so they got Jesse Plemons, <laughs> those red sunglasses. Yeah, man. with the sunglasses, holding the gun, being like, "What kind of American are like? What's okay? What's really happening in this movie?" That's what I want to know. I can't wait for this fucking movie because if it plays it straight, if that it really is the movie, I don't know if I have faith in that. Because yeah, I mean, and well, that's the thing is there was a there was a movie that came out like two or three years ago, um, with the 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 lead from Glow that's not Allison Brie. I always forget oh. her name. It's not Debbie. <laughs> Debbie. <laughs> um, and the Hunt. Thank you, the Hunt. It, that was hold on let me let me pull this up let me say i thought it was fort floor in texas no they said betty california gilpin? in texas but yes thank you betty gilpin who's fantastic uh the hunt is a 2020 american satirical action horror film uh that that stars betty gilpin and hillary swank the swank um 
the plot is in a group chat, Athena Stone, uh, hold, hold on. It always starts with a group chat. Yep. They discuss an upcoming hunt of deplorables at a manor. So you essentially, like, it, it's like a battle royale type thing where like, they send people out to, like, hunt people down uh-huh. and, like, kill them, like, for fun and for sport. Love and that. the premise of it all was, like, very interesting. The trailers look great. And it was one of those things where, like, this is a little too close to home. This, this, like, this feels like it could be real and it's really scary. Mm-hmm. And it's like, y'all motherfuckers better have something to say with this. And by the end of it, plus, they, they <laughs> they, did it. They, oh, they didn't have anything to say? Civil War can't be one, that. Yeah, that's the thing. Civil War cannot be Civil the hunt, Civil War better man. have something to say. <laughs> like, I, I, I remember it was me, Joey, and Gia. We watched the hunt. And we, we, we left it. Like, the whole time, we're like, okay, okay. Yeah. There's going to be something coming. There's going to, oh, it didn't. There's the credits. Okay. Say, Holy oh, snap. <laughs> um, what was his last movie? Didn't he make the movie Men? Yes. Which I didn't watch. I didn't watch that either. Chat, did people like men? Let me know. While you're letting me know, let me tell you about patreon.com slash kind of funny. Over on patreon.com slash kind of funny, you can go, you can get shows like this one ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Xreal. Turn any game you're playing from any console, PC, or handheld into a 130-inch virtual big screen with Xreal AR glasses. Available now at xreal.com and Amazon. Xreal AR glasses usher in the era of wearable displays and are perfect for gaming, watching movies and TV, working at a desk, or checking out augmented reality apps. Xreal AR glasses connect to Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, plug directly into your Steam Deck, ROG Ally, PCs, Macs, iPhone, Android. You see where I'm going with this. Kevin Coelho has been playing with the new Xreal Air 2 Pro glasses and unsurprisingly is absolutely obsessed with them. It's awesome. It's the big screen experience experience perfect for using on the go or at home for playing games anywhere on the biggest screen possible. The picture you see is crisp. The built-in speakers give you rich audio. The glasses are lightweight, only two and a half ounces. And because you control where the virtual screen appears, you can rest your head, neck, and shoulders comfortably without getting any of that tech neck you get when you're staring down at screen. You can get your Xreal AR glasses now at xreal.com or Amazon. This episode's brought to you by Z-Biotics. We all have busy lives these days and we can't afford to waste a day stuck on the couch because a few drinks the night before. Z-Biotics pre-alcohol is the answer we've all been waiting for. Z-Biotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics pre-alcohol probiotic produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. Just remember to make Zbiotics pre-alcohol your first drink of the night. Drink responsibly and you'll feel your best tomorrow. Every time I have a Zbiotics pre-alcohol before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. This holiday season, give your family a gift they'll actually want and use with Zbiotics. Go to zbiotics.com slash kindoffunny to get 15% off your first order when you use kindoffunny at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash kindoffunny and use the code kindoffunny at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. This time of year can be a lot. Having to figure out, am I getting a gift for this person? Am I not? Whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays, you get to define how you give to yourself. And the holidays are a great time to do just that with therapy. You can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. And it can give you the tools to find more balance in your life. So you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. 
Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced your trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash kind of funny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kind of funny. BetterHelp.com slash kind of funny. And we're back. We have a report. People, in fact, did not like men. Did not like men. But apparently, Midsummer, interesting, according to Sphinx and chat. And also, uh, according to Average Joe, Green Knight was incredible. It was. It is. Forever will be. <laughs> let's, move, let's move on to story number three. Next Spider-Man 2 update is likely coming in early 2024, Insomniac says. This is Taylor Lyles at IGN. Insomniac reveals that the next game update for Spider-Man 2 is targeting an early next year release window. In a statement posted on X slash Twitter, Insomniac acknowledged that players were eagerly awaiting for new features such as new game plus and audio descriptions. However, the development team needs more time to tune the next update before publicly rolling it out to players with a release window targeting early 2024. Insomniac also confirmed that it listened to player to feedback from players and is going to add highly requested features such as the ability to change the time of day and replay missions you previously completed. Another thing they announced, so like the, the features people want are being able to replay missions yeah. and change the time of day. Cool. Another thing is they're gonna, you're going to be allowed to change the colors of the tendrils. I saw that, yeah. And I'm like, what? Huh? Is that a thing that, is that people like, are like clamoring for? Like, are they talking good for about... Good for it, but I just think that I guess I don't strange. want to spoil it, right? But like... What? what? <laughs> I mean, my guess, because we've seen it in trailers, when you get the, when Peter has the black suit mm -hmm. and some of the abilities he has where he shoots out, like, the weird tendril things where he picks a bunch of people up and throws them down. My guess is changing the color of that for the weird tentacle freaks out there who... See, you know, I was thinking more they like, so... They're like, they, they like their thing, you know? See, I was thinking of a different thing, and I don't, I don't want to say because I, I don't want to spoil things, but I do like the idea of if I could change my tendrils from black to red and like just cosplay Carnage, because that'd be sick as fuck. Then you have me. I mean, that's probably yeah. I imagine that's gonna happen. <laughs> I just... don't know, but I don't. I got. I'll, I'll DM it to you guys because yeah. I think it's gonna be something way simpler than that. Oh, okay, but I don't know. who knows? Well, whatever. So this is weird to me. Just that like this doesn't seem like there's. I, I don't know why it's not available now <laughs> it's because they want to celebrate christmas and other holidays no i get Let that these developers have a break Tim. yeah no no i, I feel I, I feel that for sure but i i've always the, the new game plus thing to me i just don't really i i don't understand i don't understand what work needs to go into that, that but that's why i'm on this side that's fair yeah that's, that's, that's why i don't we're understand here. this um but yeah I, I don't know there's something about this of them like previously was it going to be this year like is this a delay or is yes, this an they, announcement when they um when the game released and it didn't launch with New Game Plus, uh, I think it was around the time of release that they were aiming uh, for New Game Plus to come into the game before the end of the year. Yeah. So. I was I put in KFGD what I was talking about with the with the tendrils. Yeah. Like, does that make sense? That makes sense, but I because I know like that's they gotta add a little little bit more than just that. Yeah. Know? I mean, listen, if I can have some like red or even like give me some green tendrils, just cause. Create, create my own characters. Yeah. You know, do my own cosplay. I, I don't know, man. The new game plus thing to me, we've talked about this before. Um, like I 
I just feel like New Game Plus should be available with the game when At it launch. comes out because that's when the most people are going to want to play it. Yeah. Unless you're adding it with like a, a lot of features and like a, a new mode or something. Like, I don't know. It's just, I, I'm not talking shit. It could not do anything. And Spider-Man 2 is still in my top three games of the year. So mm-hmm. it's like, it is what it is. But in a world where we're talking about No Return coming to Last of Us and God of War Valhalla and like praising all of that and all this. We're getting to change the time of day, which is great. Like all these are things that people want, mm-hmm. but like the new game plus, like, see, I, I think I, that. yeah, I think that's one of those things that's so low on the priority list. Um, and I wonder, I would love to see what the, the, um, like pool is of, all right, how many of y'all are really booting up new game plus, like right when you beat the game? Cause I'm somebody who I'm like, I never really use new game plus. The only time I do use new game plus, honestly, is when I am years down the road and Greg's like, hey, let's play this game again for PSLW to yeah. do a re-review. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll just play a new game plus. Um, but I'm just wondering, I'm like, I don't really care to do new game plus like that. And I wonder for them, I think when Spider-Man 2 comes out, like, I think the first thing on the priority list are the bug fixes. Hey, a lot of people, people are playing as a cube right now. Let's fix that real quick. Let's figure out like what other bugs that people are getting. Let's fix that. Okay, cool. What are, what is next on the priority list? And maybe it is like, I don't know, like updates that are quality of life or accessibility things. And I think you eventually get to the, to where new game plus is. And I think that's where they're at of like, you know, the game came out only a couple months ago. It feels like a year ago for some reason. It came out a couple of months ago. And so they've been spending the last couple of months working on these different things. All right. Now what's next on the list is the new game plus and is like <laughs> changing the colors of the tendrils. Yeah. And I think because it's the holiday, they have to push it for after they come back from whatever holiday break. Hopefully that's what they're, they're doing. Um, and then, yeah, like, I think you go from there. Yeah. It, whatever. But yeah, like I, I hear, I hear what you're talking about. Cause I don't, I am not a new game plus person. So I'm like, how many people are? Uh, cause I, I think you are right. I, know I mean, Greg no, is. no, like that's the thing is like, I feel like it's this perfect storm of like, give me a reason, like make it make sense to me, make me want to do it. I feel like ratchet is actually a good example where to platinum that game, you essentially had to play through it, through it twice. Uh, and, uh, Miles Morales. Oh, Miles Morales. Had yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. Ratchet, I don't think ratchet had that. Um, there was something with Ratchet where it's like playing through a bunch you, of... You had to start a new game plus Oh, uh, you're file. right. That was yes. it. Like you had to like essentially play like the first story beat in new game plus and then that was pretty much you're it. Right. Whereas for Miles Morales, there was like extra stuff to unlock. You had to like you had finish to play new game plus. Yeah, you, you had to, to yeah. You had to finish it. Yeah, I feel like you had to get to a certain point in Ratchet or something. Like there was something you had to unlock. I remember I played a bit I think it was it. like there was a new gun... Or a new weapon that was introduced in Ratchet in the new game plus that you had to unlock. Yes. I like yeah, that. You had to buy to me, it like to me, it's like give me give me the little carrot on a stick to like get me starting again and maybe I complete it, maybe I don't. Like I like I'm not a new game plus person in the sense yeah. of like wanted to replay a game right now. But I'm definitely not a person that's like, oh, I want to replay a game in three months. Like mm. it, I just feel like like what is the audience of a new game plus if like and we to really like dive into that they have the data I'm sure yeah um, yeah and I feel like it's got to be more than just Insomniac but like PlayStation as a whole because um, I think chat reminded me like Ragnarok didn't launch with new game plus I'm pretty sure no and I, and I was like that's dumb too yeah and so I I wonder if there is like something in their data where it's like across all of the studios where it's like if they need to just like get the thing out of uh, out the door to reviewers and stuff. If there's something in just like their timeline yeah. of like, I think they, hey, this is a lower priority because we see people don't come back to play a new game plus until months later. And I also yeah. think they just see it as I, I think they see it as a luxury, not a necessity of new game plus. Right. It's like in the same way of like known shippables for a game of, hey, we know this bug is here, but it's it's a light enough thing where we can still ship the game and get totally. it out on time. I think for new game plus, it is the thing where if 
the if to implement this new game plus thing it's going to take us an extra couple weeks or however long it takes we'd rather just get it out the door and then figure it out later as opposed to being like let's hold this thing for new game plus which is a thing that like obviously like all these games are coming out without it and still getting scored really well right and so like it's not a thing that people look at as a detriment if it if it isn't there except unless you're in tim gettys yeah well i don't know <laughs> i mean I, whatever this, we're, we're splitting hairs here where it's the thing sure. where I, I feel like i'm coming off on this as if i care a lot more than i actually even do mm -hmm. about it I just am kind of of the mind of either do it or don't do it. <laughs> like, I, mm. I just feel like it coming out in a couple months. I'm like, all right, cool. I guess that, yeah, in a couple years, like, if we wanted to go back and, like, when there is other things added, like, I imagine there'll be DLC packs or stuff. And, like, maybe it'll give a reason to want to replay through Spider-Man yeah. 2. And, like, cool. Then that New Game Plus is great for, for that use case. But I don't know. To me, I feel like there's a way to make New Game Plus exciting. And this isn't it. That's the only point I'm trying to make. Fair enough. But, uh, Tim, would uh, it be more exciting if they added the white box as an official suit for Spider-Man? Mm. I mean, I feel like that's a little... Like, think about it, too. I think yeah. that's, a, that's a cheat code. Like, and that's why I miss cheats, because that would be like a cheat thing of like, yeah, let's add this in as a code so people can have this as an Easter egg. Yeah. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring back the bring cheat, back codes, the cheat codes. Or like, let me just put in the Konami code and start screen and make it happen. Make something happen. Story number four. Let me tell you. Arcane is making something happen with this Blade game. We got our first look at Blade concept art. Uh, this is tweeted out by Sebastian uh, Mitten, who works over there at Arcane Leon. Um, he tweeted out, Your excitement following Marvel's Blade reveal means the world to us. Here's some exclusive eye candy from our art heroes at Leon uh, with the heart emoji. Want to team up? Check out Arcane Leon's open positions, and then they link over to the job listing. But we got our, we got some concept art for, for Blade. Again, it's going to be like a third-person um, action stealth. I don't think they've said stealth, but you assume stealth because it's yeah. arcane. Um, I can't wait for this, dude. I mean, I cannot wait for this game. Every single shot we're seeing here has something that makes you go, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, whether it's the colors or just the, the style on top of that. Um, go, go to the third one, please. Just the pose he's in. Come on. Yeah, this like, is sick. I want this. Yeah. I, I man, I really hope that Arcane's sense of art direction really shines in this one because they have such fantastic art direction that I think is a bit understated because their games have been in first person. And so you don't really get to see like your character in relation to the world, right? Like you just have this first person view. And like, I think a lot of people would agree that Deathloop has a really cool art style. Um, oh, yeah. But I think if you're making a Blade game and yeah, if you're making like the world of Blade and having the arcane sense of architecture and lighting and like what the, um, you know, like the assets look like and all that stuff right i think putting in third person is probably the right direction for that in I'm, paris too in, like there's something paris, about that that i just feel like adds so much character to to what this even could be yeah and you look at these and like i mean concept art concept art usually looks really cool because you know that is like that's the aim that's where you're trying to mm -hmm. go for visually but yeah, I look at this and I'm like, man, I really hope the end, the end version is able to live up to what this concept art looks like because I almost like it almost gives me Sifu vibes of how colorful it looks and how stylized it looks. And I mean, honestly, it reminds me a lot of like the, the 2D animation stuff for Deathloop. So I think they're going to nail mm. it like art direction wise of mm. like when you think about how stylized the like 2D animation stuff was for Deathloop and then how stylized the world of Deathloop was. I think they're going to fucking yeah. nail it, especially like, yeah, it being in Paris, like a lot of the architecture, uh, I think for Paris, like fits a lot of like what they've done with both Deathloop and um, Dishonored mm -hmm. uh, yeah. in terms of like world design. So, yeah, I think the, they knew like their kind of section of like what they can do artistically. And they're like, hey, let's just put Blade in that. And it just sounds fucking awesome. Which is really cool.
We're getting the Blade game, man. It's happening. Is it going to be Xbox exclusive? Twitter's going crazy trying to figure it out. Yes. It probably will be Xbox exclusive, everybody. It will be. It fucking will be. Let's move on. Story number five. Baldur's Gate 3 and Alan Wake 2 lead the BAFTA Game Awards nominations for 2024. The uh, long list. Uh, this is Chris Scullion at Video Games Chronicle. Baldur's Gate 3 and Alan Wake 2 have received the most nominations in the long list for the BAFTA Game Awards 2024. This year, in a change from its usual process, the UK arts charity has listed the 60 games that make up the long list of its nominees. BAFTA members will start voting to decide the final nominations for the best game and British game categories in January, while BAFTA juries will vote in the other 15 categories. The final nominations will be announced on March 7th, 2024. In the long list, Baldur's Gate 3 has been nominated for 15 categories, while Alan Wake 2 has been nominated for 14 categories. Behind these are Spider-Man 2 with 10 categories, Hogwarts Legacy with 9 categories, Final Fantasy 16 with 8, and then The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom with 8. Get it together. Uh, BAFTA <laughs> <laughs> has also shared the top... What are we doing? What are we doing? Show some respect to God. Tears. Uh, BAFTA has also shared the top 10 games long listed for its best game, uh, British game, performer in a leading role, and performer in a supporting role categories. Do you, ever, like, you find it interesting that they have a British game category? I mean, they can do what they want, right? I mean, I understand yeah. there's the BAFTAs, and the BAFTAs are British, but, like, yeah. British game? How do you win British game? You got beans on toast in them? In there? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, this is just, like, British studios? I, yeah, I, I think it's so. British best game by a British studio. Yeah. I don't think it's the game itself is, like, the mo it the just most, has a vibe. I just, like, but I like the idea of, like, the most British game. <laughs> yeah. You're playing as the queen and you're doing stealth. Untitled Goose Game always wins. Oh, oh that game yeah. is British as hell. That game is British as hell, actually. <laughs> Banjo, like, Banjo Kazooie comes back and just fucking clears that. Um, let's see. On the best game long list, we got Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Hogwarts, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, Spider Man 2, Star Wars, and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Pretty good list, except there's no RE4, which surprised me. Uh, moving on to most British game, uh, you got Cassette Beasts, uh, Dead Island 2, Disney Illusion Island, EA Sports WRC, F123, Football Manager 2024. It's got to be Football Manager, right? <laughs> that is the most British That's game, though. That's the most British game. Yo, they love Football Manager over there. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Tron Identity, Viewfinder, and Warhammer Age of Sigmar, Realms of Ruin. Honestly, pulling for Tron Identity because... Uh, the Mike Biffle? Biffle. Yeah. yeah, shout out to Biffle. Um, also, shout out to Disney Illusion Island because yeah, that studio rocks as well. I love those guys. The Lala. Um, the Lala. Uh, performer in a leading role. The long list looks like this. You got Amelia Tyler as the narrator in Baldur's Gate 3, which is fascinating. Really cool that, um, that uh, she got the nomination. I never would have thought about that as a leading role. But in that game... I kind of yeah. get it because, yeah, yeah, like, you know, <laughs> they're narrating everything. So, mm -hmm. cool. uh, yeah, Ben Stars, Clive Rossfield in Final Fantasy 16. Uh, Cameron Monaghan as Cal Kestis. Uh, Ika Vili as Alan Wake. Uh, Matthew Peretta as Alan Wake. Oh, I see. It's a live action versus the voice. Uh, Melanie Liebert as Saga in Alan Wake. Uh, Najee Jeter as Miles. Neil Newbin as Asterian. Samantha Bayart as uh, Karlak. And then Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker. And then you got the performer in a supporting role long list, uh, which is Andrew Wincott as Raphael in Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, I'll just say the character names. You got Halson in Baldur's Gate 3, Seer uh, Junda in uh, Star Wars Shy Survivor, um, Solomon Reed, of course, as Idris Elba in Cyberpunk, um, Alex Casey, the voice of Alex Casey for Alan Wake 2, that's James McCaffrey. You got uh, Marty as Ati in Alan Wake 2, which I love because Barry, like, how often does Ati like, talk in that game? Like, that, I mean, if you just... 
stand around him for a while. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, yes, it's a supporting role. It's true. Ati's That's not true. in a lot, but when he's in it, he's fucking delivering. Honestly, I think Ati might be in Alan Wake 2 more so than Seer Junda is in Star Wars Jedi Survivor. So I won't argue against that. Uh, you got, of course, Ralph Innocent as Sid in Let's Final Fantasy 16, go, which dude. that might be my vote, honestly. Uh, Sam Lake as Alex Casey in Alan Wake 2. That's, That's my vote. That's... Sam Lake as Alex Casey is so good. Well, we had Tony Todd as Venom in Marvel Spider-Man 2, and then Tracy Wiles as Jahara in Baldur's Gate 3. That The second half of that list is a lot more is a lot stronger than I thought it was going to be. Because, yeah. yeah, Sam Lake, wild that you can be best like direction and like get like those game of the year awards yeah. but then also be in best that's great <laughs> i mean also shout role. to supporting role like, i think that's a, a cool category that baptists have that game awards don't have yeah yeah i, I love that as a category because i think yeah you get a lot more people highlighted um in there and yeah like that is that's a stacked list because yeah between idris elba ralph innocent and i mean even tony todd is venom like that's a strong contender as well i'd say and sam lake of course really good list uh final news story story number six we got an Asgard's Wrath 2 review roundup. Now, Tim, mm-hmm. I've heard the name Asgard's Wrath 2 thrown around. Yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't know, <laughs> you know? I like, didn't know they got I, it like I, didn't that. Res- I didn't respect your game like that, Asgard's Wrath 2, because on Metacritic, it is sitting at a 93. On OpenCritic, also sitting at a 93. Travis Northup at IGN gave it a 10 out of 10. Yeah, man. For reference, this is a VR game. This is a... Um, VR a, or VR RPG. Yeah, like a vast RPG in VR by Sinzaru Games. Uh, Travis Northup's iGen review reads like this. Asgard's Wrath 2 is the full-fledged VR open-world RPG I've always wanted to play. And for that matter, it's one of the best RPGs in any perspective I've played in years. With four unique characters and stories, fantastic and satisfying combat, intricate and rewarding RPG systems, a great story, and an entire roguelite dungeon crawling mode thrown in just to show off, this masterpiece completely nails almost everything it tries, much of which has never been pulled off in VR. The MetaQuest 3's killer app has arrived, and even after more than 90 hours throwing squids at gloriously shredded lizards and whipping across gaps, I'm still eager to jump back in. And then Anthony Tarmina at Game Rant gave it a 90 out of 100 and says, Asgard's Wrath 2 is without a doubt one of the best VR games and a surefire system seller for Quest 3. It presents an engaging character action experience that leverages the power of Meta's new VR headset and tech to ensure fast and fluid combat, a rich set of environments, and a scope that is consistently jaw-dropping. Some precision quirks with the combat and lower fidelity graphics are small gripes, but they ultimately do little to hold back the game from being a compelling adventure that is hard to put down. If there is a game to showcase how VR can match the scope and scale of games like God of War and Zelda, Asgard's Wrath 2 makes the strongest case yet. Damn. And then Justin Wood at CG Magazine gave it a 90 as well, saying Asgard, Asgard's Wrath 2 is a near-perfect VR RPG. Between its compelling story, great gameplay mechanics, and scope, it's a must-play for all VR MetaQuest owners. With just a few tweaks to the accessibility, it could have been perfect. A couple of fun things here about this. This is from uh, uh, Senzaru Games, who previously made Secret Agent Clank. Oh, uh, or at least the, the PS2 the version of that. But uh, the Sly Cooper Thieves in Time on PS3. Okay, is, is uh, what they did. So, yeah, so Greg, they made masterpieces before. Uh, exactly. Greg goes way back with them. Um, Greg and Mike are going to be doing two sponsored streams for Asgard's Wrath tomorrow and Monday, uh, on cool. right after Games Daily. So people will be able to see Greg jump into this 10 out of 10 from IGN World in VR. Wild. Pretty exciting. Not on PSVR 2 though, huh? Well, it's a MetaQuest like three like exclusive thing. Huh. Like, I think I don't know if uh, that's unfortunate. 
Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is unfortunate for That's PSVR 2. But uh, it's fortunate for me because I have a MetaQuest 3. Mm-hmm. So, and I've been like, oh man, fuck. Too many games. Because I'm playing God of War right now. And like, after I finish God of War, I got other games I want to play, right? Mm-hmm. We got the review codes in for uh, Last of Us Part 2 remastered provided by PlayStation. So I'm going to want to uh, play some of that. You planning to pop into Final Fantasy 16? The DLC? I want to. Um, like four hours. Four hours? Four hours with a killer boss fight at the end. How easy is it to get back into it after not playing for half a year? It took a date. The first, I'd say, hour and a half of it is uh, definitely them like getting you familiarized back, back. And like, it's not the best hour and a half. The end of it makes it totally worth it, though. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm going to do I, that. I think you'd have a, a blast just to do that, the boss fight. It's pretty damn cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. I, uh, man, now I want to check out Asgard's Wrath 2. But uh, man, VR, though, you know, like, it's a task to a like RPG. get in there and like the way they're talking about it being this vast open world thing, right? Like, is it, am I going to be having a hundred hours put into this thing? Cause that sounds like a big ask You're for VR as well. But the way that they're pitching this, they name dropped what in the game rant review, God of War and Zelda. Mm-hmm. If you want to sell me on something, you name drop God of War and Zelda. And so I might have to, I might have to check it out, but me picking up my MetaQuest 3 at home and putting mm-hmm. it on and checking it out is so far away. Maybe not because I might do that like when I get home. Uh, but <laughs> if I want to know what's coming out to MomGraph shops today, where would I look, Tim? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, we got Grand Blue Fantasy Versus Rising for PS5, PS4, PC. GTA The Trilogy Definitive for iOS and Android, House Flipper 2 for PC, Palio for Netflix, Switch. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think that's what it's alluding to. Well, oh, you mean Netflix on the TV? No, the, oh, GTA. the GTA on Netflix. <laughs> it's complicated. Yeah, I, but when it says, well, yeah, I think when it says iOS and Android, it's kind of including that. But yeah, I think that is via Netflix that you're playing those. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, The Hidden Treasures of Area Zero, The Indigo Disc for Switch. Uh, my, did, we, did they put out codes for that? Have you been playing it? Uh, they don't do codes for DLC. Oh, for the DLC? Yeah, gotcha. But I, I, I have been playing it last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course I know. I got, I, we got to talk about that. Um, My Little Blood Cult Early Access for PC and mobile. Paranoid for PC. Soul Slinger Envoy of Death Early Access for PC. River Tales Stronger Together for PC. Custom Mech Wars for PC and PS5, which sounds kind of cool. Bonson Knights for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Switch. Bulletstorm VR for PC and PS5. And then Power Watch Simulator Christmas Update is out now. New days for you. The crew has been delisted on Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. The server is going to close on March 31st. After that, the game is no longer playable. Hmm. Played Up launches February 15th, 2024 on Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PS4, PS5, Switch. Expeditions, a Mudrunner game, launches March 5th, 2024 on Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PS4, PS5, Switch, and PC. And then the first chapter of Nova Hearts, a turn-based dating adventure, launches January 17th, 2024 on PC. Before we get out of here. I got a required reading for you all. Um, A really cool article went up on IGN yesterday. It's an article by Rebecca Valentine. It's titled, The Game Awards Winners, uh, Speeches We Didn't Get to Hear. Rebecca Valentine essentially reached out, and IGN reached out to um, people who won awards at the Game Awards but didn't get enough time to give their speeches or didn't even get the, um, you know, the space to give the speeches with, like, the speed run or, um, you know, the uh, quick fire awards that were given out and so ijan did a really cool thing uh where they reached out to them to actually be able to give their own uh, award speeches on the ijan website i'll read the first couple of paragraphs here from ijan incredibly cool really cool 
Um, in the days since the Game Awards last week, there have been a number of discussions from fans and developers about what the show should have been or should not have been. And one common thread among them was a desire to hear more, more from more developers who were accepting awards. While a number of award winners didn't get up and give speeches that were limited to roughly 30 seconds, some other winners never took the mic at all. So we reached out to a number of the developers who hadn't gotten the chance to give their speeches for whatever reason and offered the chance to do so here on IGN. Here's what we got back. And I highly recommend you guys go over to IGN, check out the article. You got speeches from people like the developers of Sea of Stars and more. Uh, it's a really neat thing for IGN to do. Speaking of neat things, I got two required readings for you. The second one is in the same vein. Um, there was a Twitter thread put up yesterday by Sven Vink uh, from Larian, the creators of Baldur's Gate 3. And it's essentially an, an extended version of their Game of the Year speech, right? It's like the idea of if they didn't have the 30-second time limit, the full thing they would have been able to say um, for the Game Award speech. It's a 16-tweet thread, but I think it's worth the read. Um, it's a very sweet, sweet thread, kind of you know, commenting on the industry as a whole and like, you know, where the heart of Baldur's Gate 3 comes from and in, in, in them developing it. Um, and so, yeah, go check that out. Um, the at on Twitter is at Lar at Larian, L-A-R-A-T-L-A-R-I-A-N. The link will also be in the description. There you go. Appreciate that. Now it's time for You're Wrong. Rewrite in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, let's see. Jesus. Uh, Tundra says, Tundra Boy says, Untitled Goose Game was made by an Australian developer, so it wouldn't win Best British Game. It's a British-ass game, though. You know? uh, yeah. IRR Gamer says, Asgard's Wrath 2 is meta-exclusive, but not MetaQuest 3-exclusive. It's also available on MetaQuest 2. That's a good one. Uh, and then Sal Romano says, just a small one. Uh, Bonson Nights for Consoles was delayed to January 18th, so only the PC version is out today. Uh, and that's it. Countoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Thing. Tomorrow's hosts for the show are going to be Tim and special guest, me. Who would have thought? We're Who switching places, though. We're switching places, wow. as what happens when we transfer from Thursday Friday. Wow. <laughs> so get ready for that. It's going to be a Friday episode. Until then, though, of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily. And now it's time for the Kind of Funny Post Show. Now, is Andy and or Mike supposed to come out for this post show? Oh, there's Mike. <laughs> yeah, Mike, baby. Uh, while Mike comes to get set up, Les, I mm. want to tell you a quick little story. Because I don't story. think I've talked to you about this. I, I think it was me and Greg on Games Daily last week, but I, I have some updates. I've been playing Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora. Oh. Um, very enjoyable game. Beautiful game. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. I heard, yeah, the environments are really it's good looking. kind of unbelievable, man. Very, very immersive experience. Having a lot of fun with that. But I was playing on PS5. Mm-hmm. And uh, Andy was like, Tim, you gotta, you gotta check it out on PC. Like, mm-hmm. I have my super ultra wide 32 by 9 ratio monitor. Uh, he's like, you, I, you gotta see it, man. It's gonna sing on that thing. Mm-hmm. But I was like, ah, I'm a little worried. Like, I know there's Ubisoft Connect. How difficult is it gonna be to connect my PlayStation save to my PC save? How's it gonna work? I also was playing on my PlayStation Portal a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just adding a whole bunch of things. There's no way that this works correctly. There's too many things here that I'm just going to fuck up. I am pleased to report everything worked flawlessly oh. in ways Hell I yeah. couldn't even imagine. 
playing Avatar on my PS5 downstairs, having a great time, put a couple hours in. Mm -hmm. Later, go upstairs, uh, play my, my, my portal, turn it on. It just connects. Load into Avatar. Love my that. game's there. I'm playing. It works. Great. Play for about another hour. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, I can't believe that works so seamlessly. Get a code from Greg for the PC version. Pop it in. Mm -hmm. I expect it. I'm like, this is where this is all going to fall apart. Yeah. Download the game. Install the game. Load the game. It's my save file. That's awesome. How did they know? I don't fucking get it. Ubisoft did it. Ubisoft, Ubisoft did it. Did it. The power they did Ubisoft it. Connect. At some point, I must have made a Ubisoft account. I don't even know what the hell it's called. I don't yeah. know what's going on. How do they know my PSN? I don't know. I have no it's idea. It's all linked. But it's all linked. And I was like, this shit just works. I was so, so impressed. Oh, yeah. Are you having a good time with that game? Because, of course, that's like an open world thing. More Far Cry like kind of type game. Yeah. So not necessarily the Tim Gettys experience, but you love Avatar. Yeah, and that's the problem. I love Avatar. Don't love the game. It's like uh, because of all that stuff. There's parts of it that I'm like, oh, I'm so in for this. Uh, but yeah, I, but I you be I flying. Know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But you be flying. It's cool as But you be man. flying, bro. Yeah, the high moments are hype. Um, the story so far, it's serviceable. It's good enough. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, there's something about the game that's a little too open. Uh, yeah. Which I get is the point. <laughs> like, I get it for a lot of people. But man, thing is gorgeous. Hell yeah. I have three Uplay accounts. Why? <laughs> Snowbike Mike 2, Snowbike Mike 22, Snowbike Mike. When did a lot this of happen? them. Yeah, you know, they'd be sending you emails and you sign up on one. You're like, I don't know that one. I signed up over there. You know, there's usually a, there's a button nowadays that just says log in through Google. And oh, you just click that I, I button. I tell you what, I'm afraid to do that. Sometimes. Like I don't. We'll talk about that another time. I don't remember time. any of my passwords. But <laughs> I just press that button. Up for accounts like Andy orders an Android. Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what the heck is going on, everybody? Welcome to your super chat post show with me, Snowbike Mike, and your two incredible show hosts. We got Tim Gettys and Blessing here today. And gosh nice. darn it, they both look good in their jackets. This Tekken jacket, fire. Dude, this hell. pink jacket. Fire. Dude, you only got 70 sweater. Dope as hell. Your hair is powerful right now. Oh, it, yeah. It's a little oh, wild today. Uh, I will say that your boy Sean Mike Mike is in his comfy attire because I'm going to go watch a four hour video of Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. Yeah, you are. We're going to get deep in the lore here right after you, you're today's stream. You live with people? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. I just did a. We're going to find out. I don't know what <laughs> it is. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I'm guessing it's Ricky and Mickey. And I'm looking forward to it. Ricky oh, dude, I can't. You know play. what I mean? I I, I texted in, in a NyQuil haze. Andy wrote me and he goes, hey, are you good for tomorrow? Says you're playing Kingdom Hearts 2. I said, well, I actually have to watch a four hour long lore video mm -hmm. before that. And he wrote LMFAO. And I said, no, it's not funny. It's awesome. Yeah. Because I'm going to find out in my mind. I'm just guessing because I don't remember who told me this or if I made love. But I'm going to find out the story behind Ricky and Mickey and how Ricky changed sides. Because if you didn't know Andy Cortez, he'll tell you the whole message. I wrote Angelina Jolie, a.k.a. Maleficent, had Ricky sell his soul <laughs> to the darkness because he wanted to sell his soul to then give his heart to Kyrie, his love, because he wanted to save Kyrie. Kyrie. <laughs> it was a beautiful thing. But he had to embrace the darkness, bless, right? And so he embraced the darkness. But no, 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 no. Turns out... Mickey somehow teamed up with him. He was like, yo, bro, I'm on the good side now. And we're like, oh, shit, he's on the good side now. So I'm hoping that this is the story of how Mickey <laughs> saved Ricky. I, I, I don't know how to describe to this. <laughs> he nailed it, though. No, like, like, that was accurate. Well, Evan, is Evan. This the, I miss our Metal Gear playthrough just because, like, Mike's lore drops for every episode was so fucking... But, like, it's even more ridiculous that it it's is. Kingdom Hearts. Like, yeah. it feels like I'm watching, like, 
Uh, it's like watching like a king, like a what King of the Hill character, like oh. recap an anime. I can't. Where wait. It's like this doesn't <laughs> yeah. feel right. Anytime yeah. yeah. Mike does a lore drop for Kingdom, uh, Kingdom Hearts, I gotta end it with Boom Howard's right, guys. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go buy some Kingdom Hearts gear. I merch. love it. Dude. I'm going to Hot Topic this weekend, y'all. I'm gonna buy a dope Kingdom Hearts T-shirt. Mike, man. I've watched your reaction to the end of that game like ten times. Oh. It's the best. Oh man, you know that simple and clean song, bless. Oh. Do Ooh, I know the fucking simple you know this song? <laughs> it's so good. Let me tell so you, we'll do that afterwards. What's it, I mean, the other songs. There, oh. are, there are other songs. They're fire. Is there a good one for this? Yeah. Well, Bro, no, for no, Chain no, of no, Memories, no, no, no. The Chain of Memories, I think, is just Simple and Clean again. So, yes, there is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Simple and Clean. Kingdom Hearts okay. 2 has a great song. Okay. Yeah. Well, chat, we'll Kingdom talk Hearts about that in just a little bit. First, I, for some reason, I think you're going to pop off hard for the Kingdom Hearts 3 song, though. Oh, okay. Well, let's yeah. <laughs> jump into these super chats and, of course, Twitch Primes and Twitch resubs because we got a number of them. Eric D. Cooper has resubscribed with a tier one sub for 44 months and says, Godzilla. Saw Godzilla oh. minus one in 4DX two nights ago per Tim's recommendation, and it was perfect dude godzilla minus one i think it's only in theaters for like a couple more days mm. go watch this film it is so damn good i've seen it twice now both times in 40x both times incredibly worth it i think it's worth it without the 40x okay but if you have access to 40x this movie was made for that shit man oh it, man such a damn good experience but yeah minus one is incredible uh gabry writes in and with the tier one sub for 17 months thank you blessing holy mm. crap this third playthrough of armored core what a game i know i never got to the third playthrough people wow. keep telling me, oh i have to get to a third playthrough. i've done the two play I, bear have you done the third playthrough i i did so oh, i went wow. back to armored That's core crazy. i started the first new game plus like right after beating it a couple months ago and then after alan wake 2 i was like i just need some comfort i need mm. to not get into my scary shit anymore just give me a fucking fun action game. So I re-downloaded re Armor Core 6, and in the span of five days, got the second ending, and then got the third ending. Oh! And bless, it fucking goes places, and it's really goddamn cool, to the point that, like, uh, Andy was telling me, like, oh, Vati is gonna upload, like, a, a, a breakdown of all the lore and story of, uh, of Armored Core, and I was mm. like, I can't wait. I need to like get lore fucking breakdowns right now. So I watched like an hour and a half fucking oh, like armored lore. Dude, it's so good. It's so goddamn good. Man, maybe oh man. Armored Core Damn. Six, man. It I'm fucking still starting on playthrough number one. I'm battling that motherfucker. It's hard, dude. <laughs> gotta be out here fighting me with swords and shit. I gotta tell him slow down, dude. Armor Core is such a sick game. It's a cool game. And yeah, like I wish, man. I Starfield came out the worst time for me because yeah, like I had a I finished my second playthrough and. That second playthrough overlapped with when I got the Starfield code. And so I was like, well, like, I just got to focus in on this. I started Starfield, like, a little bit late because of it. Mm. And I just couldn't justify doing the third playthrough. But y'all like, got me hyped for it. Did you get to the second one or you didn't finish it? Your, your no, I, fin I finished the second playthrough. Okay. Like, the third. So you know how long it's going to take. It takes, like. It's not that long. Yeah. Maybe five hours to get uh, get to the, the ending there. So. Okay. It's fucking worth okay. it. Okay. All right. Um, And then we'll end it on the Twitch side of things with. Let's go Wolves. Prime Gaming Summit for four months says, love you guys. Mike, will you guys be doing a Halo Infinite firefight stream? I started downloading it. I think we're going to put it on the books because I do want to show it off to the team. I mean, Tim's giving me a look. I love Halo firefight. So, yeah, we'll figure it out. But I did start downloading it here on the work PC so we could play it. Let's jump over to the YouTube side of things where we got some fun write-ins like JB with a $5 super chat says a 24 and Kojima productions is a perfect marriage of studio and visionary guess. I need to finally play death stranding blessing. What you think about this team up? Uh, I love the team up. I mean, we talked about it on this, on the show, but yeah, like you should definitely play De death stranding. I think death stranding is, it's a game that if you're somebody who loves video games, you're going to, you're going to, 
you know, play through it and you might love it. You might like it a little bit. You might hate it just because it's that kind of game. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's different mechanically, right? It's not an action game, except for when it wants to be an action game. Um, you are delivering packages and balancing and like stacking things up and trying to like, you know, walk across America. That's what the game is. And it is take it or leave it. But I think if you're somebody that appreciates video games, at the very least, you'll appreciate this game trying to go for something and this game doing something different. And I think, you know, for me, it hit just because like one, I really like Kojima, but then also I really dug the themes of it. Like, I think the game has really interesting themes. And I think post pain in the pandemic, because we're, we're still in the pandemic somehow. Um, right now, I think the themes of the game really hit. Like there's a lot to relate to in there. And so, yeah, like for sure, check out Death Stranding. Yeah. Get high off that Kojima joint. That Jordan Peele Kojima <laughs> joint yeah. slash the Avengers joint because he's t he's making his own Avengers squad. Oh, yeah. Team, just yeah. so you know. <laughs> it's going to be wicked, bro. It's going to be crazy, <laughs> oh. I'm going to go so wild with that. Frolicious writes in with the $5 super chat and says, at 2 p.m. Central time, I will be on an 18-day vacation from work. If y'all had 18 days off, what would you do? I'll be going to a convention and gaming. Hell, yeah. Tim Gettys, you got 18 days off. And, like, I'm talking Tim Gettys, you don't pick up the yeah. phone, no computer, yeah, yeah, 18 yeah. days. Dude, I know you. What are you doing? I got so many little projects at home that Ooh, I want to do. Okay, okay. Like, there's the hallway outside uh, of the of our theater room. Like, it's just a disaster. And, like, since day one, I've had ambitious plans. It, they haven't happened. So it just turns into the room. You just dump shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it would be a lot of, like, the, the little projects. Um, I've been wanting to do a entire top to bottom smart home revamp because like let me tell y'all just don't get into the smart home stuff mm. it'll take over your life and it makes you a worse person mm. i'm a horrible person at this point damn, i have nothing damn. left damn, all right tim um so yeah that's what i would do okay okay you okay i like that project yeah. i'm currently in the moving process and i'm finishing yeah. up my streaming studio right now i should be done by probably the end of the weekend or saturday i just need some lights and a desk chair and then i'll be done Ooh, okay i really love what i did with it Plus, i'm excited to see it yeah, I'm, I'm excited to show it off. It's going to be reveal. fun. There's going to be some cool shit. Mm. Uh, Bless, you have 18 days off. What are you doing? I don't know. I've been thinking about this actually lately. Do you like... think you and I go on a road trip somewhere? Maybe you go, <laughs> you, you know, I, we go to road trip? Yeah, down the coast. That's, like, the that's coast. a straight what up Harold and Kumar film right there. <laughs> like, Blessing and Mike take over the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I honestly, I've been thinking about it because I'm like, it's been a while. It's been, I feel like, a very long time actually since I've taken off that much time. Uh, and so I think I should at some point soon. Um, and I would like but the thing is, I just don't know what to do with myself because mm. I don't want to just play a game. Like the last time I took a week off, I just spent that week playing Prey. And so, oh, like, oh, okay, yeah. And so, I want to disconnect myself from video games. Um, I think I do travel, like, I think it is a thing of you know, maybe I take one week to visit family and then I take another week to like maybe go somewhere, maybe I go to Europe or maybe I go to like Japan or somewhere that I really wanted to go. Um, maybe I do that for another week and then I spend the last week just like chilling and hanging back. I would also maybe would like, like to take that time to go to an event or something that I've always wanted to go to something yeah. like Evo, you know, I'd love oh. to like, Evo. I've taken off three weeks, take some time to like hit up Evo or something. I know I could do that for work, but I think, you know, if I go to that, I would love to just do it on my leisure, yeah. right? Like not to worry about I like, like anything. And so, I yeah, that. I think that's what I do. I'm going shooting up to Crater Lake because that's on my list. Then I'm shooting across the state of Oregon onto the coastline where I'm going to the Sea Lion Cave. Yeah, you heard that right. It's the Sea Lion Cave. You go into this scary cave, bunch of sea lions. Oh, you know, they be making noise. And <laughs> Wait, shit. what sound are they making? Oh, you know, they be making noise. And then maybe I go up to Seattle or I'd come back down. 
But I got Crater Lake. I love you so Crater much. Crater Lake Mike. is my next spot I need to go to. It's on the list. It's on the list. You're I the like best. his sea line face. It's the same as his indie. <laughs> <laughs> AJ Hawk with the $2 Canadian Super Chat says, any of you boys watching that new Yu-Yu Hakashu? Is it out yet? <laughs> now, is, is this the, the live action? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that out yet? I don't I, think that's out yet. Is it's, that out it's yet? Out, it's out this month. It might be okay. out. I've not been paying attention. If it's out, I'm going home and watching that shit. Oh, uh, shit. Ryan Colevy is uh, the confirmed dubbed actor for uh, what's the main character's name? Um, Yusuke. Yusuke. Based In the live this? action. Yeah. So uh, oh. because it's a uh, 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 Japanese actors and all that stuff, like they mm -hmm. still do like the dubs, dubs and oh, stuff. So okay. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Ryan Colevy. Damn. The first episode. No, wait. It's out today. I think. Yeah, I think it's out today. Today is the 14th of December. Hold on. If I go to Netflix, watch a Yu Hakusho. show. What's up, baby? I think it's out. Um, oh, not Yusuke. Uh, Kazuma Kuwabara. Okay, you're oh. watching this. Should I watch this if I haven't watched the show? No, just watch the show. Okay, this don't isn't gonna, try this? I don't, okay. I don't know if this is going to be good. I don't okay. have faith that this is going to be good. Okay. I'm just such okay. a fan of Yu Hakusho show that mm -hmm. I'm going to watch this. Okay. It's the same way that like I really like Death Note. And, like, I watched the Death Note um, movie. Oh, with, yeah, I, um, I watched that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with Lakeith Stanfield as L, which is such an inspired casting. And, like, it wasn't good, but I like Death Note. And no. so I was like, and it took place in Seattle, and it had Lakeith Stanfield. So I'm like, I'm going to watch this. Yeah, yeah. It was bad, but okay. I'll do it again. <laughs> I'm on the One Piece journey, Tim. 394 episodes. Love We're you. closing in on 400. Yeah. And let me tell you what, bro. This mangrove forest story arc is fucking wild. Tim, get this, mm -hmm. right? We're on the journey to the Grand Line. We're at the halfway point, ready to go across the Red Line. And get this, Barrett. We're meeting all of the other rookie pirates that are making a name for themselves. 11 rookies all in one spot. And they're like, oh, you think Luffy's the baddest? Guess what? There's a motherfucker out there with a higher bounty than Luffy. Wow. And this is, the girl's going, this is the first time we've had all 11 rookies all together at one time in the same spot. And they show you all of them. You're like, oh my God, this show can't get any more fucking high, Barrett. It's unbelievable. I'll get there in four years. Uh, oh my God, it's 1230 at night. I'm like, just tell them to run that shit up. Let's go. <laughs> Why? As, another, as another anime check-in, you know, oh. I've been watching uh, a lot of Mike for the last couple of weeks. Fucking high Q. Oh. I'm already, I'm coming up on season three. I like binge through the rest of season one yep. and season two. And goddamn, I never thought I'd be getting the hype watching a bunch of anime boys play volleyball. But holy fuck, man, it keeps going and it does not stop. It's so yeah, good. If you want to stay hype on volleyball tonight, me and Blessing, double header in adult Ooh, volleyball. Oh, yeah, double, header today? double header. Oh, I didn't Feel realize free, that. You know, bring, bring Gia. Yeah, yeah, Barrett, yeah. Bring, bring the girl, bring Dang. the dog, bring Andy. We'll be there. <laughs> We're excited that. for everybody's life. Like, Mike's it. whole plan was just to try to get Andy invited. So he's listening <laughs> off everybody Andy, and then try to sneak Andy. in Andy. Oh, that's really also, exciting. Where is it? Uh, this is at the Jewish Community Center, oh, okay, which cool. is a beautiful building. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. sure you've seen oh, it. Yeah. Holy cow. You know, San Francisco continues to astonish me. You know what I mean? You look at it on the map, you drive through, and you go, okay, I can see it. And then you see some of these spots, and you're like, holy crap, they built this in the middle of this tiny little peninsula? <laughs> How'd they do that? You How know what I mean? That? How'd they do that? I think they just doxed us. It's a big city. They come and see us. They come and see us. You know what I mean? Stay I'm home. signing autographs after the volleyball game. <laughs> no, he's not. Stay, you know, let us do our thing. Dear <laughs> I want to play volleyball. I'm Dear Sixlet, in a recent Famitsu interview, Yoshi P., said that depending on how the PC port does and production costs, they might add playable Jill and Sid to Final Fantasy 16. Sick. I'd yeah, love to Sid? play a Sid. Okay. Yeah. 
Have you played Final Fantasy 16? Yeah, I, I, I've been playing through Final Fantasy 16. Now, hold mm. up. Why would I play as somebody else? I'm enjoying playing as my guy. Ben because, Star. I mean, because while he's amazing, yeah. Sid's out there. Yeah, Sid is incredible. Sid is, dude. Sid is that now, guy. Now, hold up. Who, yeah. who is Sid in this one? There's the hot blonde lady, which I like a lot. Yeah, it's oh. not her. Sid lady B. Uh-huh. Lady B. Denicia. Yo, Lady B is right. And then there's that really, that burly dude. He's all uptight. You yeah, know this, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, this, this guy. Who's Sid? Oh, yeah, Sid's nice. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. all right. He's, nice. he's, nice. he's not as cool as, as the burly dude, you know what I mean? Wait, the bur he's not as cool as the burly dude? You're talking about, like... Yeah, yeah, the big muscle head, the scary guy. Okay, he's way cooler than him. I mean, he's he's cool, but, like... He's, yeah, we're Sid talking about the, the Hound versus Jamie Sid Lannister. Might be we're like, talking about the Hound versus Jamie Lannister. I'm definitely hanging out with the Hound, not Jamie Lannister. I'm hanging out with I'm Sid, I'm throwing dude. it out there, Chad. I'm just throwing it out there. Are you talking about <laughs> Hugo or whatever his name is? Yeah, that might be his name. Sid is Sid is top two cool. It's it's uh, 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 fucking Clive and Sid are the two. God, I love hanging out with the two of you. You know I what I mean? I love you so Both much. Chats like, with I you guys you. and Baird is so much fun. Shout out to Fbot who has the message redacted, but thank you for your first time ever with the super chat. Thank you for the five dollars. You are truly incredible. Um, who's she, the oh man? Who's the guy later in the game? That shows up and like I don't I don't want to I don't, okay. I don't, I don't okay. want to spoil. We'll save it. We'll but save I want his. I'm, I'm gonna find his name. We're gonna look up his name. CJ writes in with the two dollar super chat and says, "When will we see Death Stranding two trailer?" Tim Gettys. I'm surprised we didn't at Game Awards. So I mean, at this point, probably Summer Game Fest. Summer Game Fest seems about right for sure. He brings back Kojima again. That's his homeboy. That's the thing. Yeah, why not? I'm gonna guess. What do you think? PlayStation Showcase. When? Or, when is the next PlayStation cool. Showcase? I, PlayStation Showcase one. or State of Play. I think the thing is, when does Death Stranding 2 come out? Because I still would venture to guess that maybe we could see it in 2024. Yeah. And if that's the case, like you're on a timer. And so okay. I'll think that like a State of Play might be the thing if a PlayStation Showcase doesn't come on time. Okay. Um, I would, if, you, if you ask me when the PlayStation Showcase is happening, if one happens, I would guess around um, Summer Game Fest season. Okay. Like I think May. Okay. And okay. if let's say Death Stranding 2 is playing for fall, I think that lines up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe maybe both uh, that and Summer Game Fest. Maybe you show up at PlayStation Showcase before, do like a new cinematic trailer, and then at Summer Game Fest, you do like a gameplay breakdown. Okay. Okay. Uh, AJM writes in with the $5 super chat for the first ever time. Says, thanks for always being there, KF. My cat Olive had to be put down yesterday, and oh. having you guys listen to has really helped me get through the day. I'm so sorry to hear that. Very man. sorry yeah. to hear that. That's and a tough one, Aaron. We're right there with you. We're here for you, man. And uh, yeah, keep your head up. Remember those memories? Remember the cuddles? And we love you. That's all. I think Dion was the person I was thinking of. I don't remember his name being Dion, though. Okay. But apparently okay. it's Dion. Dion. And Dion. he's also pretty cool. Dion's the pretty one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yo, this one's pretty cool. Chris D writes in with a $2 super chat and says, Tim, Beverly Hills Cop in review. We need it. Yo, new trailer. I, I haven't see seen. I, I've never seen any of these movies. Okay. That, it's more. That's a, a Nick Scarpino special Yo, for that's sure. going to be crazy. Have you heard any of Nick's thoughts on this? No, no, no. Okay, because like I, yeah, I don't know. I, I imagine he's very excited. Okay, yeah, we got to figure out a way. All I know is that Beverly Hills Cop has the dopest theme song of all goddamn time. So cool. Oh That's my so god, cool. you might know it as Crazy Frog. Wait, bam, 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 bam. Is that the Crazy yeah. Frog? God, yeah. that guy, that guy took is over the, the world. Is that the same tune? Is that Crazy Frog? Yeah. I don't think I ever put that together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's no, you that's insane. No, you also, I this, I meant to bring this up during the anime chat. Yeah. Um, a couple nights ago, I went to see the Boy and the Heron. Oh, okay. Yeah, the yeah new, tell me about the that new Miyazaki film. I didn't love it. I I okay. found it to be a little bit boring. Like I kept checking my watch toward like the the last probably thirty minutes of the movie. 
because I was like, man, okay, is this thing gonna wrap up? Like, it gets really weird. It gets really like uh, somebody, uh, somebody I was talking to about it said that like you could rearrange the scenes in the second half of the film in any order. It would make the same amount of sense. Mm. And I was thinking about that. I was like, I think you're right. Like, oh. and That's I, what I've and, been hearing a lot. I've been hearing kind of like mixed feelings. Yeah, I I respect it though because like I understand why Miyazaki would make this film. Like, it's one of those things where I'm like, Miyazaki's making art and he has something to say here. That doesn't mean I have to enjoy it, but he, I think he has the right to make it. But I'm like, man, this is, it's not hitting the way I thought it would hit. Something that I would recommend for you is uh, watching uh, Suzume, uh, which Suzume? I think just started streaming recently. Um, that came out at the, the beginning of the year. It's the same director as, oh, the really popular movie from a few years ago, and I'm blanking on it. Um, your Name and uh, Weathering oh, With You. Yeah, I've heard so many people talk about Your Name. And yeah, Suzume I've heard, I've heard of. Um, Great movie. Yeah. I'm going to add that to the list. Maybe I can get, when I, I'm going to visit Houston to like hang out with my um, sister and um, my nephews and stuff. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll boot up some anime movies. Maybe we do Suzume. Is Suzume and Your Name, are those kid appropriate? Uh, Suzume, yes. I have not actually watched Your Name, but I assume so. Gotcha. Uh, Fbot writes in and says, hey, Tim, are you going to watch Wonka in 4DX? <laughs> <laughs> We're watching Wonka tonight. It's not Wonka? 40X, though. Okay. We're just watching the normal, normal Man, viewing. Can I take a moment really quick? Yeah. That guy, that boy, Timothy Chalamet, mm -hmm. he's got some style. Okay? I mean, I'm seeing him on the red carpet. I'm seeing him hang out with Hideo, and it's like, this guy's got some style that I've never got in my life. He's got Maybe I didn't have that kind of money to be buying dumb shit like him, but, like, <laughs> I looked at me, and I'm like, Mike, at that age, T-shirt and shorts. Timothy, he's got he's got super boots on. He's got super an all-black leather jacket He's a jacket celebrity. On. He's an A-list celebrity. He's got to bring it. He's got cool shit, man. He's got, uh, he's he's got, got his cool kingdom shit. Now, how did, how did Timothy Chalamet read, um, like, at home watching the Game Awards? Like, when you were watching the stream, did he seem like he wanted to be there? Because for me being in the audience, I was like, this motherfucker does not want to be here. What That's kind think? of his vibe, right? Is that his yeah, vibe? Yeah, his vibe okay. is very like, yeah, kind of like, chill, I'm, I'm here. Meet little dude. Yeah. I'm just here. Okay. Somebody yeah. like to put in a headlock and be like, come on, Tim, give me the I'll energy, I'll, 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 I'll sit there Tim, like, what are we doing? Mike just wants to bully Timothy <laughs> Chalamet. I, <laughs> so I'll sit there like, is he mad that Jeff introduced him as this, this YouTuber handle? Or like, what's, what's up with him? But I guess if that's his vibe, then I get it. Uh, keeping it going, because we only have a little bit of time left. Hard to find with the $2 Super Chat and says, Bless, you played DS on the deck, correct? I did play DS on the yep. deck. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Dear Sixlet with the $5 Super Chat says, I describe Chain of Memories plot as baby's first Silent Hill. You're in for a dope time. Oh, shit. Okay, well, that's a hard left turn what from what I mean? was picturing. Shit's wild. Okay. Shit's real that's fucking wild. That's an insane comment. You right do there. have to watch or play through that game, though, before you play two, or else two makes. Absolutely no sense. It's one of the more, most bewildering choices made in, in Dude, entertainment I, history. Okay. I, uh, Kingdom Hearts fans got mad at me on Twitter. Anytime I talk no. about Kingdom Hearts, they get mad at me on Twitter. But like, I, they got mad at me because I was talking about how Kingdom Hearts is harder to follow than Metal Gear Solid like as a franchise. And they're all like, what do you mean? Like, oh, no. And I was like, and they're like, oh, but I was talking about how I played Kingdom Hearts 2 and I just didn't understand it. And they're like, well, that's what happened. You should have played more Chain of Memories before you played it. And I'm like, you can't get mad at me for playing Kingdom Hearts 2 after playing Kingdom Hearts 1 and then also get mad at me for saying it's confusing. You know what I mean? Like, this shit doesn't make sense. I mean, the biggest problem, and like, this, this is not new information to anybody, but the biggest problem was Kingdom Hearts 1, PlayStation 2. Yeah. Exclusive. Chain of Memories. Chain of Memories. <laughs> Game, Game Boy, Boy Advance <laughs> exclusive. Cra crazy. Kingdom Hearts 2, PS2 we're, we're exclusive. Back to, we're back to what PS2. What the fuck? <laughs> 
I like that. A lot of money getting thrown around. Bandra SN <laughs> with the $5 Super Chat says, Great to meet you at the TGA's, Bless. Great job at the Giant Bomb show, too. The Thank wrestling you. bit was amazing. Heck yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming through. Oh, my God. <laughs> Couldn't help but notice you parked in my parking spot. Well, someone oh, parked in mine. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like was that. Was it you? I think it was you. No, I don't park in your parking spot. Huh. Which one, where do you even park, Tim? That's Mine, the mine's the, the second from no, the... No, I park where the staircase juts out a little bit, so my ass is always hanging out. That's where I park. Mm. That was like my I spot. Because here, here's a, here's a fun thing for you, chat, is that uh, I don't drive into work every day. I, I usually take the bus, but whenever I do get the opportunity to drive in, I don't have a solid spot, So, mm -hmm. and I'm usually one of the first people in, so what do I like to do? Play mind games. Who Play am I going to take today? Am I going to take uh, can, can Kevin's somebody, spot today, or yeah. am I going to take Greg's spot Someone today? Instacart Cool Greg a can of spray paint, because he's going out there right now. Oh, shit. Every spot. We're gonna take... <laughs> Where did See, I, I have a rule, Tim, just mm -hmm. so you know. The first two spots... Kevin's and then Greg's, those are the only spots you don't fuck with. Everything else, you can park. Also, Nick's spot. Nick doesn't like you parking in his spot. But those three, you don't mess around with. Yeah. I once parked in Kevin's spot. He almost put me in a chokehold. When I was talking about Kingdom Hearts, he being confused. Yeah, somebody, yeah. somebody was like, oh, that's on Bless. Bless is just a confused boy. You will not gaslight me into making me him. think that Kingdom Hearts 2 is a straightforward fucking narrative. All right? Yeah. Show up and fight me. Damn. <laughs> Rudio writes in with the uh, $5 Super Chat says, Snowbike Mike, I'm excited for your Disney journey today, but how do you guys imagine the Death Stranding 40X experience will be? <laughs> the problem with 40X I'm going to come out with 40X being like 80 years old. <laughs> the time yeah, fall. I told you about the time when I saw Jurassic Park. Fell asleep in the 40X one. No. Uh, yeah, I fell asleep. You can ask JD in the voice. And we had a long day. I was really tired. But I fell asleep doing this, right? Woke up. I'm sweating bullets coming out of it. I'm like, we're never doing that again. It's a battle going into that. That's hilarious. You lose time off your life. Yeah, no. The thing about 40X is that it's not as, like, simultaneously is so much more curated than you'd expect. Like, people actually make sure, it's not gimmicky in the sense of, like, they're just throwing fucking, like, you watch Avatar Way of Water, you're not getting soaking wet. Like, mm -hmm. that's just not how the shit goes. It, it's surprisingly tasteful, <laughs> which is hilarious. Surprisingly dry. Uh, but... Because of that, it's not as like bespoke as you'd expect. So with Death Stranding thing, I mean, first off, I don't think that'll even make it to 40x. Like, I don't think that like that will get that experience. Oh. And even if it did, I don't think that they would do that much like cool, crazy stuff. Like, I think I think you're gonna have drops of water just dripping on you, and it's gonna age you. Like every single drop oh is gonna, God. yeah, it's gonna do what the time fall that's does. Smart. Yeah, um, that's some smart. You're stuff. gonna have fucking shadows appearing from the ground. So it's like really fucking grabbing your legs you and then pulling you down. Yep. Um. You're gonna like start coughing up, and then like the baby's gonna come out your throat. Yeah, 40x is gonna be wild for death training. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Prepare for it. We have three more left, and then we're getting out of here. Jordan E writes in with the five dollar trooper chat says, "Mike, you gotta watch Kingdom Hearts 358 times two days two. Very important for Kingdom very, Hearts two. Very straightforward lore that you this franchise fucking has. Definitely be confused by even opening Kingdom Hearts two without it. Well, I go to my Kingdom Hearts guide, yeah, and I say, Tim." Do I need to watch that? I, I am always a, a firm proponent of release order, not chronological order. Okay. You'll get to 358 over two. Okay. Not oh, yet. We'll get to that. Not yet. But it's not time yet. Not yet. It's not time yet, y'all. 358 over two. Don't worry about it. It's okay. a DS game. Okay. You don't wait. need to worry about it yet. You will need to worry about it, though. Wait till you get to Kingdom Hearts 2.8. Oh man, and Sam, then, and then final chapter <laughs> prologue. Final chapter prologue. We're and gonna, then we're gonna do it all. Get ready. Two point nine. Point two. A fragmentary passage. Do you think? Also, don't forget birth by sleep. And also, well, birth by like, sleep yeah, yeah. is essentially like birth by sleep is the most like jokes aside. 
that is Kingdom Hearts 3. Just Kingdom Hearts 0, maybe. Oh, okay. It's a core game. <laughs> okay. Do you think Janet had <laughs> as much fun as I had in this no, not experience? She seemed to enjoy it, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think she liked like, it Like, do you think she walks away going, man, like that Ricky and Mickey moment was beautiful? I, Kyrie. From what I've seen from her, I don't think there's, there's the level of, of, of appreciation that it seems okay. like you have. But it, uh -huh. I do think that she she seems surprised at how into it. Okay, is. good, good, good. That's great. Which That's I'll great. Take I can't it. wait to yeah. see her again and ask her all about it. Our final two, Zanfair says, Hey, guys, would love to see you guys do a shit list ranking of the Goaty Medleys. Oh. Mm. Oh, okay. That's fun. And then the final one. Oscar writes in and says, Chain of Memories focuses on two stories. One of Sora and one of Ricky. Okay. Okay, that's great. I'm not going to ask. <laughs> okay. Would you I mean, like to know more? I'll tell I, you. I, just, I, uh, I played Kingdom Hearts 1, right? Yeah, you played Kingdom Hearts 1. It's a beautiful I, story. Ricky? Riku. Raikou. Oh. Raikou. Oh. <laughs> okay. Raikou. I didn't, this whole time I'm like, who is Ricky? <laughs> Plus, you gotta remember, especially from the, the the Metal Gear stuff, oh like he never gives God. people the right names. It's the best. You know, we still don't know where Chad Riku. is. We still don't know where Chad. my brother with the other colored hair Who's is. Chad? We don't know about Jenny. At the beginning, <laughs> at the beginning of the oh, at the beginning of the beautiful the, story of Kingdom Hearts One, kids? you're on this lovely island, and you wake up, and there's Ricky and Kyrie love triangle. We'll tell you all about that later. But then you also look over. There's Chad with a ball. You're playing ball with him. Then there's Jenny. She's just jumping rope. Turns out you got a younger brother just with different colored hair. What happened to them? What happened? We'll never know. Chat, this has been your super chat. I hope you all had a great day. Can't wait to see you over in the lab. I'm going to continue Kingdom Hearts. We'll see you on that uh, if you're watching on Twitch. Stay here if you're watching on YouTube. New link. And, of course, we'll be back tomorrow with more Kind of Funny Games Daily. Until then, thank you for watching and supporting. Chat Bye. is Titus.